Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, everyone. Patience here. This is the beginning of part two of our interview with MPP Dr. Jill Andrew and MPP Faisal Hassan, both of whom are seeking re election in Ontario on June 2nd as part of Team. NDP. We hope that you really, really enjoyed part one and that that is why you're back for more of the conversation here in part two. Thank you always for listening. And if you have any questions, comments, or want to be part of this really important conversation, we hope that you'll feel free to slide in our DMs. Thank you always so much for listening. Who's, who goes first next? <laughs> <laughs> I'll go. You go in Yeah, I will go ahead. Uh, don't worry. Uh, I mean, it, it might sound like a sunbite, you know, but the Liberals <laughs> had 15 years to address many of these things and unfortunately chose other priorities. The call for sick days is not. But wasn't it, isn't it fair to say that there were different priorities at that time, particularly the recession? Well, I'm coming to it. I mean, the point here, Curves, is that the call for sick days is not new to Mm -hmm. the New Democratic uh, Party, uh, pushed for seven sick days, and the Catlin win government, and the Liberals came back with three. New Democrats Mm -hmm. pushed the Wayne government to address anti-racism and the Wayne government, and they had a chance while in government to implement pay transparency and didn't do it. Um, Ontario midwives, as you know, have been in court with the provincial government since 2013. Mm -hmm. And during the 2018 election, these same liberals criticized New Democrats for talking about many of these issues they now champion. (laughs) Things like portable benefits for workers, dental care, affordable childcare. And that was with Dal Duca at the table as a cabinet minister, an influential voice at the table. If you look at our respective track records, the bills and the initiatives put forward by all parties, not just for this election or this platform, but over the last five to seven years, Curtis, you will get a better idea of whose plan and commitments better reflect the priorities of Ontarians. And we are confident that the voters will be able to make the distinction of who is really in it for them. You know... Mm. He's all came prepared. <laughs> well, you know, shut it down. Curtis, don't kill me here. <laughs> but you know, I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say this because when I heard the question, this is exactly what popped into my mind, right? Mm-hmm. Bill 115. Bill 124. Yes. Yes. You know, they're cousins. Exactly. They're cousins. You have Ford's Bill 124. Yep you know, which is a wage suppressing bill, you know, which, you know, steals folks's, you know, right to collective bargaining, you know, their right to autonomy, you know, to, to feel mm-hmm. like they have a voice at the table as workers. Not that different from Bill 115, you know, that tried to drag our teachers 
you know, and tried to suppress their wages and also tried to drag their rights. When there were almost 10,000 more teacher you positions know what? than Here's needed? what I think. You tell me the classroom with 30, 40 kids sometimes, students, and you tell me mm-hmm. that we have enough teachers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We, in my opinion, mm-hmm. as an educator, mm-hmm. I see teachers run off their feet. Run off their feet. Yeah. So I do yeah. not believe that Bill 115 mm-hmm. was ever a good call. You don't hurt teachers. Hurting mm-hmm. teachers hurts kids. You don't yes. cut from education. Cutting from education hurts kids as we know. I also just want to flag, you know, for all who will listen. <laughs> There are five liberal (laughs) incumbents. I don't know what brand this is. I don't know what story or revisionist history is being sold. But there are five liberal incumbents running for re-election. There are dozens, Uh dozens of NDP incumbents running for election, for re-election. There is one Green Party member running for re-election. These are important things for folks to realize. We are trying to recover from a pandemic. We need MPPs elected who are ready to hit the ground, right? Uh, now is not a time to have mm-hmm. folks you know, in the hallways. They don't know where the chambers are. They're looking for the washroom. We need folks. We need folks. We need folks who are ready. Stephen Del Duca does not hold a seat at Queen's Park. We have a leader who has Mm. been plugging, has been pushing it forward, has been standing up for Ontario. But then, so why isn't she further ahead? We've earned the right to govern. We've earned, well, I mean, we could have a conversation on sexism. We could have a conversation on the way in which, you know, she is treated often by this premier. Uh, by mm-hmm. even pundits, by folks yeah. on, on social media who will come at her and attack her and drag her for being a woman with a stern voice that means action. But the very same yeah. expression coming from Premier Ford or Del Duca is seen as leadership. If we want to get yeah. more women in politics, if we want to get more black folks in politics, you don't do that by being sexist and by being racist to the few women and the even fewer black folks who are sitting in the Legislative Assembly of Ontario. Indeed. Yes, I'm curious also, I mean, the, the question of the sexism is real. And I, I, I do, I was listening recently, 1010 is, is, is a AM radio. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Andrea uh, launched uh, our platform. And then the morning, uh, 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 they were saying that, do we have time for Andrea? Do we have time for Andrea? Another uh, uh, guest of theirs says, no, 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 we don't have time for her. And that that's wow. truly t- speaks about that's speaks about the sexism, about yeah. the media. And that's what we hear. Most of the media has not been fair to Andrea. No, I think that's entirely fair. And that's something that I've noted myself, uh, especially when you consider that Guess what? The NDP and the leader of the NDP, Andrea Horvath, they are the official opposition. Don't they get some sort of a modicum of respect? Anyway, I yeah. hear that. Yeah. So speaking of women, I mean, I, I live in Oshawa and, and uh, we're, we're proudly orange. And uh, I, I really have a lot of respect for Jennifer French, who's our, our MPP and has been our MPP for 
probably um, I think eight eight years, if not more. Um, and and I, I love I love the NDP. I, I also really love the the Liberals. And the calls have begun for a coalition type of agreement between the NDP and the Liberals for those who want. Uh, drug dealing Dougie <laughs> out of Boston. <laughs> oh my lord, have mercy! And, and I have to be real. I'm with them. I'm with people um, because yeah. the, the last thing we want is is another four years of of this. Um, but um, you know, Andrew Horvath hasn't been too fond of of one, saying that the Liberals have had 15 years to fix all our problems, but didn't. Fair point, uh, but what do you what do you think as as individual MPPs? What do you think about um, whether there's any possibility of a progressive coalition after June second? Perhaps like what's happening at the at the federal level right now, or something like the Peterson Ray Agreement in 1985. <laughs> but I mean, uh, patience. I mean, uh... <laughs> you like that one, Joe? Like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, if, if okay, uh, um, do you want to go then first? Um, you know, um, Jill, yeah. I'm going to speak as Jill Andrew. You know, I, mm-hmm. yeah, I am, I welcome the opportunity to work uh, with any MPP who puts forth sensible policies. You know that aren't sound bites, mm-hmm. uh, that are backed with with actual. Mm-hmm you know, investments to make them happen. You know, I am willing to work Mm. uh, with folks for my community because at the end of the day, my community, they just want to be housed. They want to be able to eat. uh, They want to know that the school their kid is going in uh, isn't falling down on their heads with disrepair. Uh, They want to know that their loved ones Mm -hmm. are taken care of, you know. Uh, What I will say, though, and I have to underscore this, 15 years is a long time to get it right. The Liberals had 15 years. We have to remember that we went through SARS. Lessons were not learned from the SARS experience, you know, that could have kept and had Ontario better footed to manage through the pandemic, you know? And people talk on the doors, I get this sometimes, you know, some folks are happy with the NDP Liberal you know, uh, agreement or arrangement of the time, you know, some are not. But please understand that, you know, we also asked for electoral reform and guaranteed basic income, but the liberals didn't want to entertain that as part of the agreement, right? So we've had to push them because we know how important pharmacare is. You know, we know how important dental care is to people's homes or to people's health care. So, so at the end of the day, um, I'll work with whoever's at Queen's Park if I'm reelected on June 2nd, because the goal isn't about me or my ego. The goal is about making my community better, right? Such a big ego. Well, I mean, uh, I, I do agree, uh, Bations, that we cannot afford another four years of, uh, of dark thought. And, um, and we cannot count on... Um, uh, Stephen Del Duca, what the Liberals broke uh, for the last 15 years to fix it. And I know that there's an important distinction to, to note that the federal parties did not work out the confidence and supply agreement until after an, after the election uh, of 2021. Right. As much as we all wish we could predict the outcome of, of an election, it's important to do so. 
our job is to work hard, as my colleague um, uh, Jirandu said, that, um, provide a vision for Ontario to the voters and help them make uh, an informed decision on election day. And, mm-hmm. and I do agree with, with Ford, uh, uh, another four years, uh, we cannot afford another four years. And we have, uh, see, the Luca is not a new leader to the Liberal, uh, Ontario Liberals. He was the right-hand man of Catherine Wynne. <laughs> he was, to be honest with you, Curtis, because, because he sat on the cabinet table. He made decisions that affected my community here in York, South Boston, and jails, and across this province. I think the, the key here is, we ha- in election, gives us an opportunity to talk about records and also hold our representatives. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the, the LRT, Eglinton, uh, what you call it, um, Crosstown Construction, you know, this Crosstown. is going on over a decade, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, this is before Ford's time. He's made it worse. He hasn't finished. You know, mm-hmm. there have been delays. You yeah. know, we see condos flying up like weeds with no inclusionary zoning, with no rent gear to income units, you know, but this construction work has been going on for over a decade. Uh, that makes it the responsibility of both the Ford and the Liberal government. You know, uh, we have to get things right. We absolutely have to get things right. I think people are tired. Uh, they're exhausted. They're ready for change. And what they're not willing to wait for is an eight-year cycle. Let's be real. You know, the Liberals are not going to magically reappear on June 2nd. They've got five incumbents running for re-election. Five and a leader who hasn't been elected to Queen's Park. I think the polls show that they're going to overtake the NDP. Well, you see, opposition, though. polls, I mean, if we talk about uh, polls, the first question we ask is what questions is asked the poll, the sample of the poll, and who are they, uh, you know, uh, polling, you know? Certainly not my community. So shifting gears a little bit, I was having a conversation with some fellow politicos about changing demographics in Ontario and their ramifications on election outcomes. For some time now, most Ontarians have shunned the NDP because of the perceived mismanagement that former Premier Bob Ray espoused while in power, much the same way the Conservatives were also shunned because of Mike Harris's contentment with cuts. Do you think we've reached a point where enough Ontarians are willing to give the NDP a second chance, much like the electorate did in 2018 to Doug Ford? Go ahead. Great question. Great question. Oh, man. Uh, Curtis, I I hope so. I hope so. There are a lot of holes in that argument, to be Mm -hmm. honest with you, from overlooking a global recession to the fact that successive conservative, progressive conservative government and liberal governments run deficits larger than the mm-hmm. NDP government. They criticized and under much more favorable economic mm-hmm. conditions. It comes up now and again, but I think most people have moved on. And I'll tell you another story about Bob Ray was also elected, as you know, York mm-hmm. South, which is also much of a riding that I represent. When I talk to uh, seniors in, in, in my community, who knew him, you know, and, and was the, his constituents, uh, they tell me the good things also he has done right in mm-hmm. this community. And good, those good things is those senior citizens who are living um, affordable housing now on co-ops, places where they can afford the rent mm-hmm. at the moment, is 
actually from his government. And there are so many people in this community that I represent still like the man, yeah, of course. to be honest with you. And I think, and, and I tell you, I'm not Bob Ray, and Andrew Horvath is not Bob Ray. Jill Andrew is not mm -hmm. Bob Ray. And the NDP is ready, strong, and ready to work for you, my friend. Indeed. You know, <laughs> I, I remember back in 2018, you know, when Kathleen Wynne essentially told Ontarians, I mean, she and her party were dead in the water, and she essentially told the Ontarians that uh, Andrea Horvath would be worse than Doug Ford, or that they were the same people, you know? This was an outright lie. This was the Liberals recognizing that the NDP was in a position to win the 2018 election and uh, they needed to create a red herring, you know, to scare people into quote unquote strategic voting. That win decision gave us Doug Ford for the last four years. People are tired and I do believe that they want change. Um, I do also believe that people, you know, I think that it's a, I think it's a myth, this notion of folks, you know, not really giving NDP a chance or not being warm to NDP. Many folks I know who are hardworking Ontarians, uh, who are committed to social justice, who recognize the value of a properly funded healthcare and education system, you know, uh, who are attentive to environmental concerns. I mean, heck, we created the Environmental Bill of Rights, what was it, back in the 80s or whatever the case was, right? Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. People have always been NDP supporters. You know, they've been NDP supporters. Um, I think what some of us have to do is, you know, uh, get off of the nostalgia train, you know, uh, allow Pierre Trudeau to rest where he's resting, <laughs> right? <laughs> and, and look around, look around and ask yourself, you know, where has life gotten you for the last 15, 20 years that the Liberals have had this promise, that promise? You know, why is it that folks can't afford a home? You know, uh, why is it that, you know, racial profiling and carding and the unconstitutional collection of data is still happening? Why is it that we don't have a sickle cell universal protocol to ensure that folks are safe and taken care of when they go into hospitals. This is actually a bill, by the way, that the Liberals had on the table when they were in power. I think it was Mike Cole, if I'm not mistaken. And it went nowhere, right? So how valuable was, you know, Black people's health in that moment if that bill went nowhere, uh, you know, put forth by a member who was in government at the time? You know, I, I, I can just say this as a person, if I'm in government, and I have pieces of legislation, I'm going to fight tooth and nail for that piece of legislation, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think people are ready. I think they're ready. They're tired. Uh, the ping pong, you know, blue, red, blue, red. I, I think it's time for a, for, for a change. Yeah. I really do. I yeah. really do think so. Absolutely. You know, and I, I also just want to flag as well, you know, where education's concerned, you know, mm -hmm. I remember activists and, and BIPOC youth organizations, you know, community organizations fighting for the removal of SROs from schools, you know, school resource officers, AKA yeah. cops with guns are there to quote unquote, build relationships with youth at school, you know, um, mm -hmm. who we know in some cases, I'm not going to generalize all, but in some, in many cases, it was a tool of surveillance for our right. youth in schools, especially black youth. There were calls from the community you know, 
to 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 the minister of education of the time i think it was mitzi hunter if i'm not mistaken to remove those sros from our from our ontario schools and and they those calls went unheard they went unheard you know so i think people are ready now for a change i do believe that they are ready for a change and i think that the ndp considering that we are you know one of if not the largest ontario official opposition uh, considering the diversity of our party, the fact that many of us are coming from the very lived experience, you know, mm-hmm. we, we've had to hustle, uh, we've had to grind, you know, yeah, right. I'm not Mike Harris's son, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not Caroline Mulrooney, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That allows people to mm-hmm. see themselves for once in a potential yeah, government. And I think that that really does matter. Absolutely. These are really like I, I'm I'm quite motivated, quite inspired by everything <laughs> because you're right. You've called out nepotism, you've called out change, and and people just being pushed to their limits. So, it, do you have anything that you would like to say directly to the voters of your writings or to the demographics that you spoke to um, earlier, and in, in, in terms of your your critic roles, anything else you want to share with the audience? Definitely, and if you are listening and you live in the riding of the great riding of York Southwestern. This election is a very important election for our community. What we are up against is Ford's, and we cannot have another four years of Ford conservatives. His agenda of privatization of of healthcare, uh, privatization and cuts to healthcare, education cuts and education privatizations. We need to make sure uh, that healthcare is there for us, and also our education, public education, is there and fully funded. I know also our young people are struggling in our community because of lack of investments and neglect for previous governments, past and present. Well, what I have done in the last um, um, four years, I have put forward uh, a motion to make sure that uh, young people have um, opportunities for summer jobs and also have uh, real concrete steps of giving them um, internships, co-ops and placements that actually provides them through their field of studies, where their universities and colleges, and expand that into also young people who are not in school and not work, to also bring them into also skilled trades, to provide them jobs. And I, we have found out also uh, that young people, uh, uh, even in skilled trades, you need some physics, you need some math, and also we can also pay them to actually connect to those uh, skills so they could have internships to have those skills. We've also found out recently that also uh, young people who are in detention centers, they don't have education and they are not being taught anything. They're just being warehoused. We need also to bring education to them and provide them skills. When they come out in prison, they also have skills to be reintegrated. And our justice system is not only punishment, it's also rehabilitation. And this election is very important. So if you live in York Southwestern, come out, help us out, and also vote for me. And I'm asking directly your support and your vote in this uh, election. Curtis and Dr. Patience, thank you once again for having me on the drip. You know, my final words, hey, it's it's been an incredible four years. You know, I had the opportunity to serve. I'm as the MPP for Toronto St. Paul's. You know, I am I'm going to give it my all to be reelected and to continue serving for four years. Our communities here in St. Paul's, you know, what do I want you to remember? Come out and vote. 
make sure you read all yes. the platforms. You know, of course, I'm going to tell you to vote NDP. <laughs> I'm going to tell you to support me. I hope you do. But it's up to you, quite frankly, to read, to ask yes. questions, to talk to your candidates. Uh, my commitments, I have always been very clear about where my biases <laughs> lie. My commitments lie with ensuring the folks who are furthest, forget the margin, because there's so many folks yeah. on the margin, right? But we need to make sure that the people at the margin and at the margin of the margins are seen. They need to be seen. They need to be accounted for. Uh, they need to be supported. They need to be supported. And that's my commitment. That is my honest commitment. I'm learning every day in this role. I'm learning every day in this campaign. Uh, it has been a deep honor to serve our community. And we need support. And I'll keep working hard to get that support. And hopefully on June 2nd, I'll get another kick of the can to work as as our elected official here in St. Paul's. I think you will. I think so too. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm going to try my best. And if I, if I can as well, I want to give a shout out too, uh, because we have a lot of injured workers here mm, as yes, well yep. who are perpetually bumping up against a broken WSIB mm. system. I know Faisal and I, you know, we've spoken in the house that, you know, any surplus money should be going to injured workers, not billion dollar mm. corporations. And I just want to say thank you to all the artists and cultural workers. Uh, Faisal and I are very lucky to have uh, many creatives and creators in our community. And they really did help with our mental health. Because I can tell you personally, um, even as someone who is, you know, was always on the phones, we were always, you know, doing sidewalk visits when we could. Uh, there were times when you got down. Yeah. Elected official or not, you were yeah, down yeah. and out. And, you know, it was a song, it was a book, you know, it was a piece of visual art that you'd see online. It was something creative that would give you an yeah. ounce of hope. So I just want to say thanks. Uh, and if I, may, if I may just quickly, I know that uh, Jill Andrew and I have been working very closely with regard to Eglinton Crosstown, uh, and, uh, uh, Little uh, Jamaica, and also my community here uh -huh. in uh, Killsdown. And we have seen those businesses that have been affected because of the, uh, you know, the constructions there. And we have been advocating direct support for those businesses and also other uh, appropriate ways to support them. So there's something also we are committed, continue to advocate on your behalf. That's excellent news. Absolutely. Really, really excellent news. Well, Jill, Faisal, we want to thank you so much again for joining us to share the NDP platform ahead of the June 2nd election. We wish you the best on, on, on the rest of your campaign trail, because we know you've already been uh, on the trail, and we hope that you'll join us again in the future, maybe to discuss uh, a coalition, but maybe not. <laughs> you just listened to episode 85 of The Drip, sponsored by Fido Mobile. And we're so thankful for their support, which amplifies important discussions like these in the fight against anti-Black racism, especially ahead of an election. We're releasing pods on a regular basis, so subscribe to stay up to date. You can also keep up with us on our Instagram and through our Patreon pages dedicated to the podcast. Follow us or support us at The Drip T.O. You know, we love all of our listeners, but a message specifically to our Black listeners. We hope that you know that this is a safe space for you. So if you have any feedback or, or questions, feel free to slide in our DMs and let us know what's up. We'd also like to give a special shout out to Toronto's very own Be On Location for the sounds you're hearing now. You can find more tracks from him wherever you get your music. 
Thanks again to MPP's Dr. Jill Andrew and Faisal Hassan for joining us. See y'all next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.